Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the Executive Director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Karen. I cannot believe that Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I know. Neither can I. Where has the fall gone already? It has flown by. I cannot believe that I'm already pulling out my recipes and trying to plan for next week's big celebration. I know. I know. So are you going to be hosting or what are your plans for Thanksgiving this year? So we will be with my in-laws this year. So um, assuming that nothing happens COVID-wise, we will all, my husband's siblings and all the cousins will be celebrating with his parents this year for Thanksgiving. So there will be a lot of us and um, a lot of us pitching in with cooking, but my mother-in-law does love hosting and cooking. So this is definitely her show. Oh, that's good. That's great. So do you know what you will be contributing to the dinner yet? You know, I haven't gotten my, I haven't, I'll probably do a pie. I'm guessing I'll do a pie or two. Mm -hmm. She has very specific things that she makes that her kids love and still request. Like they love her stuffing and her zucchini casserole. And there's a list of things that she makes every single year. Right. Um, And they are all just like, they dream about it all year long, starting on Black Friday. (laughs) Right. Immediately so, afterwards. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's So yeah, how exciting. about you? Are you hosting this year? So we're, yes, we are going to go to Florida and I will be hosting some family there as well. So for those people that are going to be going to visit grandparents in warmer weather, we of course always have to remind them of swimming safety, and keeping their kids around the water if they're going to go see grandma and grandpa down south for Thanksgiving. Yeah, sometimes we do that. um, And we do have to make sure that there is a four-sided fence around the swimming pool because in Florida, so many of the swimming pools are really close to the house. Um, So being sure that there's a four-sided fence. And then also, you know, you can get them pretty inexpensively, those door chimes that kind of make a little ringing sound when the sliding glass door opens. Um, So when when we think about water safety and drowning prevention, oftentimes people think about those layers of protection as they relate to their own home pool. But you can get these layers of protection set up at vacation homes or rental homes. There is definitely a big increase in people, instead of staying in hotels, staying at Airbnb properties with swimming pools, So really being sure that you understand what safety layers are in place before you travel is really important and it it doesn't take that much time. Right. And definitely thinking about not only your Thanksgiving Day dinner, but thinking about keeping your family safe. Absolutely. So you're hosting Thanksgiving. Are you cooking? What are you doing? It's going to be a joint effort. Yes. Okay. So my sister-in-law is going to come and she and I always have a lot of fun putting together our menu and getting ready for the big day. Awesome. So what is your, do you have one thing that you make every year? Probably my cranberry sauce, homemade cranberry sauce. 
And right. stuffing I sometimes make and sometimes my sister-in-law makes it. You know, I was looking at just like trying to build my my grocery list because like you, one of the things that I do is make cranberry sauce. And I, you know, love homemade cranberry sauce. I think, I'm sorry for everyone that's listening that disagrees with me, my mom included. I think that the jelly that comes in the can, mm-hmm. that's like a, mul- like, I think it is absolutely vile. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not alienating half of our audience right now, but I think it's disgusting. I know. I feel like my parents... They, like, I always have to have that, even if I make homemade uh, cranberry sauce. Yes. Last year when I hosted Thanksgiving, I made my first turkey, and I don't want to brag, but I did such a good job. I I did, like, an orange flavoring to it, and it turned out so well, and I made my homemade cranberry sauce, and then I had to have one of those just disgusting jelly gelatin cranberry sauce in the can for my mom. Right. Um, perfectly sliced, right. of course. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> so that is such a fun, that making your own cranberry sauce is such a nice thing to do. It smells so good in the house. And, um, and it's really easy. I, so, so easy, but like such can change a meal. You know? Yeah. Agreed. So as I was pulling together my list, I was reading some articles about um, like how much more expensive groceries are this year. I think I was reading that they're 3% more expensive than they were at this time last year and that turkeys are going to be 6% more expensive. So while that doesn't seem like a lot, when you start adding it up, it it will probably be something that you notice. You'll be like, wait a minute, (laughs) how did my bill get this high this year? I guess all the food shortages that we've had and some of the interruptions with the meat processing centers with, I think there was a hacking a couple of months ago, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, there was. So I think we do have to think about making sure that even earlier we start getting all the supplies that we need and making sure that we have everything and that we're, that we're not, I mean, there's a very good chance they could be running out of certain things that we need. So. Right. That always happens, right? Like you get invited to a, a Thanksgiving celebration and someone asks you to bring a pumpkin pie and you go to the store and there's no pumpkin pie filling left to buy. Right. So you're running from store to store. Or at least that always happens to me. Maybe I maybe that's a note to me to be better prepared. But I, <laughs> I, I did go and like buy all of my supplies that can hold. Right. So, you know, all of the all of those little things like the cranberries and the pumpkin pie filling and all of the things that can sit on a shelf for two weeks have been purchased. So it's just those last minute items that need to be picked up. Right. That won't be an issue. Week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was reading about. Um, I was also reading about three different ways to thaw a turkey. Oh, really? Who who knew we would be we would be thinking about this? But so, from according to the Department of Ag- Agriculture, mm-hmm. it's safe to store the turkey for one to two days in the refrigerator, um, and then as soon as that turkey, if you have a frozen turkey, as soon as it's thawed, um, cook it immediately after you thaw it. Um, and the best way to thaw a turkey is to submerge it in water and change out that water every 30 minutes. Every 30 minutes? That's what it says. Wow, that's, that's of, a heavy lift. 
<laughs> commitment <laughs> to your turkey, right? Whoa. I know. And then I also didn't know this, but you can cook a frozen turkey. Oh, just put it in the oven frozen? It will it will take 50% longer to cook. Okay. But you can cook it from frozen. Who knew? I literally I never knew that or would ever think to <laughs> to roast frozen meat. I know. Yeah, me neither. Just put it straight in the oven. Just doesn't right. sound right. Uh-uh. Something about that does not sound right. <laughs> I know. But it does double your cooking time, so that could also right. be an issue. Right. Just lock yourself in your kitchen for 18 hours. I know. And what about, do you, does your family have other traditions for Thanksgiving, like doing a turkey trot or some kind, watching football or anything on the day of Thanksgiving? So we're always watching the Thanksgiving parade on TV. Mm -hmm. That is a super fun thing to do. Um, and because our kids are younger, what we like to do after we get up and feed everyone breakfast and get whatever food needs to be prepped and in the oven and taken care of, we go for a hike um, in just a preserve nearby our house and try to get out some of their energy because we know it can be, you know, difficult for them to get dressed because we do dress up for holiday dinner. Mm. So like the boys will be in shirts and ties and jackets and Millie will be in a dress, and they're expected to sit at the dinner table. Oh, you know, wow. For an, you know, so it, it, like we do require, I don't want to say a lot of them, right? Some people do that every day. Right. <laughs> like we do require them to dig deep and find their manners on Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so we do try to wear them out a little bit beforehand. So we'll go for a big hike, throw the football around, do some races in the backyard um, before we require them to have manners and, and act like civilized human beings for at least a small period of time. Right. <laughs> I know. How about your family? So we have been fortunately spending our Thanksgivings most often in warmer weather. So it's just been nice for us to be outside and spend some time doing some exercise before we start our day. Um, and sometimes we also do, depending on the time that we're going to eat, sometimes we do start cooking and then, um, either going for a bike ride. That's always something that we like doing or going for a walk. That's nice. And what time do you eat? Is, are you a four o'clock Thanksgiving dinner family or a six o'clock? Like what is the time frame? Yeah. So I think we're like a five o'clock. Nice. I know. It gives everyone time to digest before passing out. Right, exactly. It allows for a little bit of time in between too, in between dinner and dessert. Right. And snacking. <laughs> and snacking. Yeah, exactly. So what is your family's does are you a think are you a pumpkin pie family, apple pie family? What are you serving? Oh gosh. So we usually have apple pie and pumpkin pie and when our kids were younger, we also used to do uh, different types of ice cream, but now we're really just vanilla ice cream to go with the pies. But there's this one place that we always get this chocolate cake from that it, we get in Florida that we've been getting over the years, and it's so delicious. Yum. Really so good. So that's your treat on Thanksgiving 
day. Yes. Well, the chocolate cake along with the other pies <laughs> that we usually have. So I am full just thinking about that. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and hungry just thinking about how how good everything is. I know. It is such a fun, fun way to celebrate family and tradition. And I know my kids always look forward to seeing their their cousins and having everyone together. So I'm hoping that everyone stays healthy so that we can all get together this year. That's, that's the hope, right? So we think about safety. We think about water safety. We think about, you know, COVID safety. And then just, you know, I have a baby. Um, Charles is 20 months now. So just making sure that wherever we are, which will be my in-laws house this year, that there are silly, seems silly, but like plugs and all the outlets and that, if there are any kind of exposed sharp edges that we figure out how to address that or and most importantly, picking up, you know, all the breakable objects that my in-laws have, you know, down low so that he doesn't break anything important or more importantly, get hurt. Right. So you have to, as a parent, you have to do all of these safety checks when you go to a new home, especially when you're going to be there for a long period of time and you're distracted by cooking. Right. Yeah, because... Normally, you could be following your little one around, and you would need to be. Right. So, yeah, it's challenging. It is. It is, but it's and it's so fun for them, though, to be in a new place. It's, like, so exciting. Yeah, well, something that we'll be grateful for, you know, as long as we are able to actually be together this Thanksgiving I know. I know. We weren't able to see my in-laws last Thanksgiving because of COVID and they're older and we didn't want to expose them to whatever germs the kids may be bringing home from school. So it's going to be really special to celebrate that holiday with them this year. Yeah, absolutely. That will be lovely. And then how long are your kids off from school? They end up being off from school almost a week because on the Monday after Thanksgiving, there's always a professional development day for the teachers and so it makes it really, e- well, a lot easier for us to go away because then we don't have to travel on Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. It gives us that extra day, which is great. That is great. So it's a nice just break look- from school. That is nice. That's really nice for them. My kids this year only have off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They usually have that Monday off, but for some reason they don't this year. Oh, yeah. So. But because we're not traveling, I will be happy to send them back to school on Monday. Goodbye. I know. I know. Yeah. So it'll be good. Um, really looking forward to family and being able to be together and some warm weather. Right. Right. So other traditions that my family has um, are that everyone has to go around the table and say one thing that they are thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there's things that are silly and sometimes they're more serious depending on who's answering, I guess. Right. So that is a fun tradition that we have. Um, how about for your family? Anything like that? We do exactly the same. We always okay. go around the table and say what we're grateful for. Right. Yeah. So what are you going to say? What's your thing? One thing that you're grateful for, for this year? Well, assuming that we're all together, that will be it. Just being able to gather 
with our extended family and friends. Absolutely. How about you? Same for us, really, being able to be with our family and have everyone together. We haven't had Larry's entire family together since before COVID, so it will be really special for his, for all of us, but especially for his parents, assuming everyone's healthy. So that's exciting. Yeah. So Karen, you are traveling for the holidays and I know your kids are older than mine. So I'm sure your preparation for them to travel looks a little bit different. But with that, what do you do to prepare your kids for traveling for teens? What does that look like? Well, first and foremost, I make them pack for themselves because (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering about that (laughs) because that is something that all children should know how to do and so usually I will send them a list ahead of time and then they'll just pack up and hopefully have everything with them and if they don't next time hopefully they'll remember it that's smart Uh, sometimes Henry asks me to do a little check Um, And if he asks me to do the check in advance, I will do that before we leave. But um, I want them to do it on their own for sure. And then in terms of just traveling, you know, just making sure that everybody has their masks and that we have hand sanitizer and everything that we need, wipes to wipe down the seats on the plane and just making sure that we are keeping ourselves as healthy as we possibly can. Fortunately for our family, because my children are age 12 and older, that everybody is fully vaccinated and that is, um, you know, an extra layer of protection that we have to uh, protect ourselves from COVID when we travel. That's great. And then... You know, when we usually when we get to Florida, we have to rent a car. So the same thing, we have to wipe down the seats and uh, wipe down the steering wheel, which I'm still doing, (laughs) whether I'm not, I'm not even sure I should be doing that at this point, but I'm still doing it. And um, then just uh, making sure that when we get there, that we are, you know, settled um, at our home and, have everything that we need for Thanksgiving. Well, I hope you have rented that car already. I remember last year, last spring when we were in Florida, it was terrible. I had such a hard time finding a rental car. I know that's actually a good point. Yeah, they're really difficult to find. And when you can find them, they are outrageously expensive. Yes. And when you have such a big family, there's no like getting by with a tiny little rental car. You have to have something that can fit everyone. Or like in my case, when we were there in the spring, um, rent we had to rent a minivan mm-hmm. and we had to rent car seats for the kids. And so making sure that, you know, Millie is still in a booster seat and Teddy's in, you know, still in a five-point harness that is forward-facing and Charles is in a rear-facing car seat and just trying to make sure that, everyone's sitting in the correct seat. We have Will is finally not in a car seat anymore. So that was one less seat to have to figure out. But it it really is a puzzle that you have to make sure you're focused on. And not only that you're ordering the right car seat for them, but that they're installed correctly. Yes. Um, fortunately for me, my husband is a car seat installation master. Oh, that's um, great. He is so good at it. I don't know how 
I manifested that for myself because it is so nice to have someone that really knows how to do that well. That's great. It is. Yeah, I definitely remember those days. Yes. Right. I know. So for us, when we're traveling through an airport, I try to put Charles in a carrier or have like a really lightweight um, stroller that I can push him in through the airport and then keeping everyone's hands clean and keeping masks on them. And and, uh, I got a tip from one of my husband's colleagues a couple of years ago that you should go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of really random, silly presents and wrap them up in wrapping paper and put lots of tape around them. (laughs) And if you have a toddler who's hard to keep entertained on a plane and you don't want them staring at a device the whole time to hand them one little package at a time and they spend, you know, 10 minutes opening the present because it's, there's so much tape on it and then they play with it and then they move on. So that was something that I found to be really helpful. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's, you hate spending money on those throwaway toys, but they do keep them super entertained and happy so that you don't have the crying that, and the frustration that you can sometimes have from your, you know, two, three and four year old children. Yeah. Especially when they are frustrated and can't get out of their seat and crying and then. And they can't look at a screen for that long. You know, they can't keep their attention on a screen for that long and you don't really want them to. So uh, that that is a tip that I am happy to pass on because it has been helpful. Yes, absolutely. And so for those of you that are going um, somewhere warm and, and possibly staying at a hotel, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, pool safety at hotels and beachfront safety um, during this time of year as well if you're traveling somewhere new. Absolutely. So we want to just make sure that if you are staying somewhere new, whether you're staying in an Airbnb or a hotel, you still have to remember that water safety and pool safety, it needs to be at the forefront of what you're thinking about. So make sure that, you know, if your child can't swim, that they're within arm's length of you and make sure that if there are lifeguards and usually at hotels, there aren't that uh, you're not relying on the lifeguard as your first line of defense. You as the parent always need to be. And, and of course, we also want to remind you that if you are at a pool or a spa, that you check those drain covers, make sure they're not loose or missing. And also look for an emergency shutoff switch because um, now in many cases, you're going to find one just in case someone does become entrapped in the pool drain while you're swimming. Yeah, the other tip and something that I think is so interesting, especially being from the Northeast, um, we don't have this on our area beaches. I would love to see it happen soon. But I know in many beaches in Florida, they have life jacket loaner stations. So as you're entering your beach, um, sometimes there will be kind of a stand with life jackets of all different sizes that you can borrow um, and use for your time on the beach, in the ocean, and then return at the end of your stay. They're a really great community resource. So if you see them um, and you're at the beach with young children who don't know how to swim, don't hesitate to borrow one of those jackets and to return it when you're done. They're a great resource and really um, will help keep your kids safe. The other thing that I like to do is park myself, our beach chairs, and all of our kids right next to the lifeguard stand 
so that one, the lifeguard can more easily see them when they're in the water, and two, they can easily find our chairs when they're running back and forth. So if you are headed to a warm weather spot, number one, I'm jealous of you. I wish I was going somewhere warm. And number two, (laughs) hopefully some of these safety tips will help keep you safe and give you some peace of mind so that you can relax and enjoy your time with your family. Absolutely. And then we also need, we also wanted to talk about, do you ever fry a turkey around Thanksgiving or do you know anyone who does? So I have a friend who loves to fry a turkey, even though I tell him every year it's not safe. You should not be frying your turkey. Right. <laughs> he, but he says that it's the absolute best way to eat a turkey. And so we found some, for those of you that like to fry your turkey, even though you shouldn't, there are some tips that we can share with you about how to keep yourself safe. Hopefully. (laughs) Right. If you are actually going to fry a turkey, despite our recommendation not to. (laughs) Right. So with that in mind, here is the list of tips um, for our friend who likes to fry turkeys. So one, um, keep the turkey fryer at least 10 feet away from your house. So if you can get it further than that, that would be great. Much like you need a four-sided fence around your pool, you need a four-sided fence around your fryer so that your kids (laughs) and your pets don't get hurt. Um, Don't leave the fryer unattended. Obviously, if you're going to be using a fryer outside, you need to make sure it's on flat ground so that everything is steady and the oil level is even. Um, And then Unlike <laughs> the tip we gave you for your oven that you can fry that you can roast a frozen turkey, you cannot roast a or you cannot fry a frozen turkey. You ha- it has to be thawed, it has to be dry, it can't be wet at all from being rinsed off. Um, and then monitor the temperature of it. Make sure that you're keeping track of it so that it's not cooking on the outside more quickly than it is on the inside so you're not eating a raw turkey. Um, And then, as with anything, always be sure that you are prepared with a fire extinguisher so that if something does go awry, you have some safety equipment nearby to take care of it. Though, I don't know if that happens, what are you going to serve your family for Thanksgiving dinner? You'll be ordering takeout. It might, yeah, it might have to be pizza. (laughs) (laughs) But just have a backup plan, just in case. Right. Or another recommendation would be maybe try doing a practice fried turkey in advance. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You could do a little practice Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. I wouldn't mind that actually. I just need like a couple of weeks of distance between my Thanksgiving dinners. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I definitely would like to try a fried turkey, but have not had the opportunity to. Right. No. Well, it's, you shouldn't fry one yourself, but maybe you can go to my friend my friend's house and have his fried turkey. Yeah. He said it's delicious. <laughs> it's the only way to eat it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that, those are some of our, our plans for Thanksgiving. We want to hear about your plans. We want you to, to share with us what you want to hear us talk about. We want to share, hear what you like about our podcast. We would love it if you would share this with your friends and with your family. Um, and of course, like, review, and subscribe. We hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family and your friends and that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. 
Yes, be healthy and safe and enjoy time with your family and friends.